This is Mockcast, the best place to catch up on what's going on with Mock Convention 2020. Because the world is waiting for your generation to lead. We all have a role to play in sustaining the greatness of America. Hello, and welcome to the 11th episode of Mockcast, your one-stop shop for everything Mock Convention 2020. My name is Caitlin Reardon, and I'm a senior at WNL from Newton, Massachusetts. I have the privilege of serving on the Speakers Committee for Mock Convention, and I'm so thrilled to be your guest host today on this wicked special edition of Mockcast. As we all know, Mock Convention focuses its efforts on predicting the presidential nominee for the party out of power. But the election cycle is not limited to just the presidency. Across the country, in 2020, congressional seats are also on the table. These contests contribute to the overall political narrative of the 2020 election and oftentimes directly impact the top of the ticket. To that end, we ventured out to get an inside look into what it's like to run for office as a Democrat in 2020. Joining me today is special guest, Representative Joe Kennedy from the 4th District of Massachusetts, who is here to speak about the 2020 election and what it takes to be a prominent player in the Democratic Party today. Representative Kennedy, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate your willingness to come on the show. So let's jump right in. You are currently in a pretty deeply contested primary race in a very blue state. Can you tell us a little bit about what prompted your decision to move from the House to the Senate and what your experience has been running in the 2020 election? Sure. Look, I think we are at a critical time for uh, our country, uh, for our party, as well as across our Commonwealth, Massachusetts. And when it comes to this moment and the urgency of this moment, I think our country, Massachusetts, uh, need leaders that are going to match that urgency with their own urgency to, uh, to address it. And look, Massachusetts is not a swing state and this is not a swing seat. What comes with that, I think, is a special level of opportunity, but also responsibility to ensure that you are leveraging every single ounce of the power and platform that comes with being a United States Senator to try to address the, the challenges that we confront. And from my perspective, that means you got a senator that, one, is going to be a constant presence in Massachusetts, making sure that your constituents in every corner of our state know what you're doing, know what you're fight, who you're fighting for, and that they know that their voices are going to be heard at those tables of power and when those, in those decisions of consequence. The two, the people who need help most, the people that are targeted by this administration uh, most frequently, that they're going to have a stalwart champion standing up for them. And three, the fact that given the challenges that we confront, it is not enough to just vote the right way or file the right bill, that you have to be out there leading and guiding our party forward and our country forward on issues from war and peace to healthcare, homelessness, and transportation to help rebuild the nearly thousand state legislative seats that we lost over the course of the past 10 years, not to mention help elect governors, senators, house members, and yes, a president. And three, that you are doing everything you can to build the coalitions together so that you can actually have the political force assembled so you can pass those policies into law because without them it's just words on a page and we need this change and so that's that's the type of center i want to be that's the type of leadership that that i think i can bring and that's why we go how we've been going about this race and traveling to every corner of our commonwealth holding town halls trying to get people in answering their questions meeting them where they are ensuring that people know that they're at least in this camp campaign that there's somebody out there fighting for them and um, it's been a really exciting and um, exhausting couple of months, but looking forward to the months ahead. So as a young and effective leader within the Democratic Party, can you talk about where the collective opinion of the party is moving? 
What do you view as being the most important issue going into 2020? I think our, our country is in the midst of a massive economic, political, social, demographic transition. And you can feel that every day when you're out um, uh, campaigning. What I think is critical for a Democratic Party is to recognize that when we talk about our values, we win. When you talk about the fact that healthcare in this country should uh, be, a, there should be a system that people get access to the care that they need when they, when they need it. When you talk about climate change, we understand that there's something that our government can do about it, and that there's been people on the front lines of this for a long time that have been left behind. You talk about an economy, you understand that while the president will point to a growing stock market, that there are so many families that are working two and three jobs and barely scraping by, that when we actually talk about our values and what a government can do to try to make sure that every single person has a chance to succeed in this country, we win. We saw that in the midterm election back in 2018, despite a campaign finance reform system and a gerrymandering system that was actually that had tilted the playing field against us. And so I think what I believe is critical important for Democrats is to to not lose sight of our values, to get back to basics and to build the coalitions that are necessary in order to take on a, uh, an entrenched incumbent that has clearly shown that he will do whatever he believes is necessary in order to hold on to the levers of power. So you mentioned in the previous answer, um, healthcare, which raises an interesting point for our audience. As I'm sure you are aware, Mock Convention is a student-run organization, so most of us haven't really had to figure out our own healthcare plans yet. Can you elaborate on why you're such a strong supporter of universal health care? Why should this program appeal to Democratic voters? Because every single person in this country should be able to get access to the care that they need when they need it. We're the uh, richest, most powerful nation in the world, and I don't think we need to be turning our backs on uh, people in need of health care. And look, health care is something that most folks don't think about, particularly young, healthy people, um, because you don't need it. But then the moment you need it, it's the only thing that you think about. And I think you want to have a system that's going to be there for you or for your loved one, uh, the way that you would want it to be there, um, the way that it should be there for anybody's loved one. And that means ensuring that people get access to the medication, to the uh, doctor, to the specialist, to the hospital that they need. That means ensuring that since we all are going to benefit from the system, whether it's watching a a new baby come into this world or, or seeing a loved one pass through it, that we all have to contribute to it and that there's ways to make this a system far more responsive to people's needs, far more effective, far more efficient, and at a cost that, that every family can afford. Thank you so much for that insight. I'm switching gears a little bit. So obviously the goal of our organization is to correctly predict who the Democrats will nominate to run in 2020. As someone in the know, do you have any intuition on who it's going to be? It would make our jobs a lot easier if you do. <laughs> If there's one thing that I know for certain, it's that uh, conventional political wisdom of late has been uh, very conventional and not very wise. So uh, I think uh, I think two things. One, um, I'm a proud supporter of Senator Warren. I think she'll make a great president, and I'm um, doing everything we can to, to try to make sure that um, she's going to be our nominee. Two, that the most uh, the, the most important part for a Democratic nominee is that uh, he or she earns uh, their way to the uh, to the nomination that um, these races are run and they're run hard and that they're able to earn the support of the constituencies that are necessary in order not just to win a nomination, but to win a, win this presidency. And there's no shortcuts in that. You got to go out there and you got to run. Um, you got to earn that respect and support. You got to be able to build an organization that is able to, um, to get through the rough and tumble of everyday politics. Um, but uh, that's going to be the type of nominee and the type of organization we need in order to, to beat Donald Trump in 2020. Um, I think a number of our uh, candidates can do it, um, and I look forward to congratulating Senator Warren and uh, 
uh, in July. Before we wrap up, any wise words for those of us trying to get a grip on what it means to be a player in the modern political sphere? Look, uh, the best advice I can give you is uh, don't take no for an answer. Yeah, this country is yours just as much as it is anybody else's, and your voice counts as much at the ballot box as any elected official, including my own, including the president. We all get one vote. You better use it. Um, particularly for younger generation of Americans, this is your country, and it's going to be your country uh, sooner rather than later. It's your country already now. You are going to be dealing with um, the policies that we pass and the policies that we don't. And if you have any doubt about that, the $1.7 trillion in student loans that we are now putting on the shoulders of a younger generation because your government hasn't come up with a better way to finance public education, a climate crisis because we have seen a federal government not address the issues of climate change literally for decades, an eroding economy that is forcing uh, so many younger Americans to put off not be able to afford to buy a house, put off getting married, put off having children because an economic system is literally changing underneath their feet. These are things that we have the power to address. Um, but our government has it because largely, at least in part, um, young people haven't grabbed that mantle and demanded that change. And I really hope they will. Um, and if we are serious about addressing everything from gun violence to health care to climate change, it's going to have to be young people that are going to take the lead because we've seen... Um, a lack of political will to actually address these hard problems. Um, but they're going to affect uh, our generation, your generation, uh, more so than anybody else. Um, and I trust us to get it right. Representative Kennedy, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. Please keep Mock on in mind as your political pursuits continue. Best of luck in your primary, and thank you again for sharing your wisdom with us. Thank you so much for having me. I am really grateful for the opportunity uh, and hope you guys uh, take this opportunity in the months ahead to recognize that it is our chance, your chance, to influence the pathway and direction uh, of the most powerful country on earth for at least a generation. This election counts, and this one's going to matter more than potentially any other election in our lifetimes. Um, so I hope you go out there and seize the opportunity. Thanks so much. My name is Caitlin Reardon, signing off on this special edition of Mockcast. Thank you, and go Bruins! Thank you.